of multiplication and elevation, shall we just thank God for bringing us through and thank God for going ahead of us this year. Thank God for the promise to be with us and to lead us, to guide us. Blessed be God, just give him honor and praise. Oh Lord, we give you honor and praise. You are our God, our Savior. You are our Shepherd, our Lord, our Deliverer. We bless you, Lord. We bless you, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. In your home, just lift your hand and give him a wave offering of praise and honor and glory. Hallelujah. Just like that day that they took branches and waved the branches unto the Lord Jesus and cried, Hosanna, which means save us, grant us your salvation and your mercy and your grace. This morning we shout unto the Lord with a voice of triumph to our Savior and we say thanks be to God for so great salvation. Thanks be to God with our hearts lifted up and our hands lifted up as an extension of our hearts. Oh God, we give you praise. We give you praise. We give you praise. We bless your name. God who writes in the heavens in your excellency to our aid. To help us, we give you praise. God who has been our help for generations, we give you praise. Our Ebenezer, our stone of help. God who has brought us thus far, we give you praise. Blessed be God Almighty. We say with a psalmist, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. We bless you. We remember your goodness to us. We remember the benefits that you loaded upon us every day, bringing us a new year. We don't forget your benefits to us, and so we stand before you today, and we say, praise the Lord, who has forgiven us all our sins, all our iniquities. Praise the Lord. God, who has healed us of all our diseases, we say, praise the Lord. God, who has restored our minds, and our souls, our emotions, we say, praise the Lord. God who has delivered us from destruction, we say, praise the Lord. Lord God who has set our sins away from us, far from us as the east is from the west, we say, praise the Lord. To our Father who deals with us not after our sins, but as a Father deals with his children. 
Daddy, we say, praise your name. God who renews our youth as the eagles. Oh, Lord, so that we mount up with wings. As the mighty eagle, we run the race and we are not weary. We walk and we do not faint because your spirit invigorates us. Your spirit quickens us. Your spirit gives us life every new day. By his indwelling power and presence. Oh, we have might by the power of your spirit. Thank you that our youth is renewed like the eagles. Oh, God, we lift up our hands and our hearts and we worship you in spirit and in truth by the Holy Spirit in the name that towers over every name, the name of Jesus. Blessed be God. Blessed be God. Blessed be your majestic name. Thank you. Thank you for bringing your forces, even the army of the Lord, your body, the body of Christ, out of every Egypt, every Sodom, every spiritual Egypt, every spiritual Sodom, Thank you for bringing us out of slavery and bondage, of fear, of sickness, of infirmity, of insecurity, of oppression and marginalization. We have come out of our Egypt. Oh, we are free from Pharaoh. We thank you, Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus. You have brought, you marched out your army into a new year, into a new place, a land flowing with milk and honey into the place that God has appointed for man, for us. We say thank you. We say thank you for bringing us to a good place, a wealthy place, a place of victory, a place of life. Thank you that you have brought light and life and immortality to light revealed it to us through Christ. We say thank you. Thank you for bringing us righteousness and making us righteous through Jesus. We say thank you. Thank you for lifting us up and causing us to sit in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. We say thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And now, Lord, through the thanksgiving of many, let your grace Bounce back to us. Come back to us. Oh, press down, shaking together, run over. Grace upon grace. Grace upon grace. That we may go from victory to victory. Strength to strength. Glory to glory. Every new day of this year. Till the end of the year. We ask that you crown this year, the head of the year, that is the beginning of the year, crown it with glory and honor for every life, every one. In the name of Jesus, all the souls gathered in the sanctuary, all who are connected with us online, 
crown their lives, crown their year with glory in the name of Jesus of Nazareth. And by extension, Lord, their family members, everyone connected to them, we thank you. We thank you. We praise you in the highest name, the matchless name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, son of the living God. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Father. We say amen to this. We say amen to this. Let it be. Let it be. Let it be. We say amen to it. I pray that go well with everybody. In the name of Jesus, we say amen to that. I pray for multiplication and elevation for everybody. We say amen to that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That people will see health. They will see it. That is, they will experience it. They will see victories. They will see manifestations of grace and glory. In Jesus' name, they will see victories in all that you have assigned them. Call them to do. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And I pray finally that their multiplication and elevation will be accelerated. Will be accelerated. It'll come quickly. It'll be fast. It will be sudden. It will come quickly. It will be fast. I thank you that the light of God will shine in every life and the darkness can never catch up with it, can never take it over. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for your unction on us. That is the anointing, the power of God on God's people. That causes them, Lord, to move faster than unbelievers, higher than unbelievers, be better than the world. Thank you for the unction, the same spirit that was upon Elijah that made him run faster than horse-driven chariots. Let that spirit rest upon the people of God. The same unchanging spirit, the eternal Holy Spirit. I thank you that is working, is activated in the lives of God's people to cause them to run faster than the world. I thank you that the might of the Spirit is activated in God's people. The Holy Spirit quickens our mortal bodies and quickens us in our spirit and quickens even our souls. My God, I thank you. I thank you in the name Jesus. The strength of God in Samson's life made him more powerful than the Philistines, thousands of them. Thank you for that self-same spirit, the unchanging spirit upon the people of God, making them strong in the organs, making them strong in their blood, making them strong in their sinews, making them strong in their muscles, that spirit that came upon the dry bones that caused the dry bones to rise up as a mighty army. I thank you for your spirit that is upon God's people in the name of the Lord Jesus. 
You said that the Holy Ghost will come upon us. We shall be endued with the Holy Ghost from heaven. We thank you that we shall be cloaked with power and clothes with power from on high that cloven tongues of fire shall be upon us we shall be surrounded by fire and your glory shall be in us i thank you that when your people speak their words will be like fire that will burn the chaff and the dross that will burn the wicks of the enemy i thank you for the fire of god coming upon the people of god even now in the name Lassatari Bikrans Brindos, in the name of the Lord Jesus. That's right, go ahead and lift up your voice and give him praise and thanks in spin give him praise and thanks in tongues in the spirit or in any language you choose. Just lift your voice around the world and praise him and thank him. Right, let's spend a few minutes just praising God and thanking God. You can pray in tongues, pray in the spirit, pray in Spanish, English, French, whatever language. Now we are praying to God. So you're not listening to me. We are all praying to God. So you can pray in any language you want. That's right. At this point, you're not listening to me. We are all praying to God. Just for a couple minutes. Let the fire, let the fire, let the fire burn. The fire that unfolds itself. Lebrika andos kiribihanda. Lebri andos kibrihandos. Ai ilibihanto be kustaya. Ye ilasunta branduzia. Ikaante lebreto zita. Pray your way into this year, all January, February, March, all the way to December. Pray your way. Into his goodness, into his mercy. Ile inda bahato zika andeya, ayei andoli aduri bazuri. Spahante lebricato zibicato beye. And abiri anduri andaya, ayi tazuri anderi bakuri. Saitaliri bikae bazuri baandas, zibi anderi andori bahusa. Hey, kasui baandala brikatos. Yandali bibandali baya bandos Yandali bibazantolibi Zabai do izai zoi bahandos Hey galuzit abandori banduri bataka Azitali bibe Zabai biketa buzantori bike and I be Kazundala Bantari Bikai, Isaita Libikaita Lobori and Dabas. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. 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 Yes, 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 yes. Give him thanks and praise. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I know we walk by faith and we thank God for it. But sometimes you can experience the palpable power of God. Hallelujah. You can experience his power flowing in you. Hallelujah. I sense and I feel it. The army of God rising up. In the name of the Lord Jesus.
infused with divine energy by the Holy Spirit. Oh, the dry bones now live as a mighty army. They stand upright in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We take territories in the spirit. We occupy land in the spirit. Wherever the soles of our feet, the feet of this mighty army tread upon, we possess, we possess, we possess. In the name of the Lord Jesus, the Lord said it, wherever the soles of your feet shall tread. Ah, it is yours. I've given unto you in the name Jesus. We walk upon the land. We walk upon the land by faith and prayer in the name of the Lord Jesus. In the name of the Lord Jesus. And we take what is rightfully ours in the name of the Lord Jesus. Oh, Kabasandaya. The Lord says, I will thrust the enemy before you. And I say to my people, tread upon them. Wherever the soles of your feet tread, I have given unto you. By prayer we tread. By prayer we take. In the name of the Lord Jesus. We are victors. We are more than conquerors. We take no defeat. We take no defeat. There is no failure. There is no fear. We are the mighty army of God. We march upon the city. We march upon the land with the word of God as fire from our mouth, devouring the enemy, devouring the works of the enemy in the name of the Lord Jesus. We are setting captives free. We are possessing and we are taking. People will be saved and they'll be healed. Signs, miracles, and wonders will follow us. God has opened doors and made a way. Yes, the army is risen. Kaba Santa Alaba. Hey, Hantazi Hibika. Rabazunde Lebreka Jundolo Brasusa. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord, you know no defeat. You know no defeat. Only victory. Only victory. Only victory. <laughs> yes, Lord, I give you thanks. I give you praise. Ah, Kabasundere. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I give you praise. To God be the glory. To God be the glory for the great things that he has done. To God be the glory. To God be the glory. To God be the glory. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Woo! Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Give him glory and praise for your life, for the victories in this new year. Give him glory and praise. Give him glory and praise. Ah, nothing shall be possible to you who believe God. For with God, nothing shall be impossible. Oh, great opportunities are yours to seize. 
Hallelujah. I see that which was impossible in the past now become a reality. Become your living reality. Your experience. It is possible. It is done. Give God praise for what he has already done. Let's give him praise all over the world and in the sanctuary. Give him praise. Come on somebody. Give the Lord praise. Amen. I know your mask restricts you sometimes, but just give a shout and clap your hands, all you people. Shout unto God with the voice of triumph. Yes, 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 yes. Yes, glory be to God. 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 I want to pray this prayer for everybody before I get into God's word. And in particular for uh, somebody who's called Karen. Karen, K-A-R-E-N. And you know a gentleman called Chris. I pray for Chris right now. And just for everybody, just put your hand on your chest. I pray that that accident will not happen. I pray that 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 huge chest of drawers will not drop on Chris's chest. In Jesus' name. There's a Chris connected to Karen. Uh, I don't think that you're married, but you're probably either engaged or that you have a close relationship. And that Chris, I see a chest of drawers, you know, uh, going to fall upon the chest. I can see what Satan planned. But God has delivered you, Chris, in the name of Jesus. Uh, Karen, you're more spiritual than Chris. You know, you, you know the Lord. Uh, Chris is still uh, getting there. Chris is like, like a baby in the Lord. But Karen, you have to stand for Chris. I thank you, Father. And for anyone else in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ who is in a similar situation where you have to stand and believe for somebody who either is now born again or uh, is just a baby Christian, just, you know, not established. I touch and agree with you. This year, victory is that person's portion. May the Spirit of the Lord bring healing, bring deliverance in the name of the Lord Jesus. May the breath of God enter that person who is now born again, so they'll be born again. That's connected to you. May the breath of God enter them. May new life come to them. A new spirit come to them. May the breath of God enter them. May they rise and be born again. Rise and be healed. Be made whole in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. And if you're and that other person is already born again, but not strong in the Lord, may the Spirit of the Lord baptize them, fill them with the Holy Spirit. I pray this for anybody who's already born again, but needs the power of God. Now you start this year filled with the Holy Ghost. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. May the Holy Spirit fall upon you. Now receive power in Jesus' name. And everybody with your hand on your chest, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus that you be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. 
in the name of the Lord Jesus. You will not falter. You will not fail. In the name of the Lord Jesus, you will not give in to a spirit of fear because God has not given you a spirit of fear. He has given you a spirit of power, of love, and a sound mind. You will approach every problem and every issue and every challenge. You will approach it with confidence in your heart, with faith. And so now, as your hand is upon your chest, in the name Jesus, I pray for the breastplate of righteousness in the name of Jesus and the spirit of faith to be activated in Jesus' name. I pray that you raise up your breastplate of righteousness. You will know that you are the righteousness of God in Christ. The righteous are strong and bold like the lion of the tribe of Judah. The lion has roared and led every enemy against the church of God. Flee in Jesus' name. Fear be gone in Jesus' name. Respiratory diseases and problems be gone in Jesus' name. Anything that has been shot, any enemy shot at your heart to cause fear shot at your body I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus that by the shield of faith it will be quenched it will be quenched it will be stopped now in Jesus name be made whole be made whole be made whole thank you father that you shed abroad in our hearts your love oh thank you that everybody's established in God's love the love of God that never fails. So they know they'll never fail. The hand is on their chest with this assurance. They say to themselves, I will never fail. Thank you. I thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Everybody be made whole. I commend you to God and to the word of his grace that is able to build you up and give you your inheritance among the saints in light. May the very God of peace, the very God of shalom, oh, set you apart, sanctify you completely, entirely, your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved from hurt, from harm, in the name of the Lord Jesus, may you be preserved this year from hurt, from harm. In the name of Jesus, you are loose from this attack. Everybody, including Chris, you are loose from this attack. You are healed. You are set free. Chris, you are saved. Chris, you are delivered. Chris, you are made whole. In the name of Jesus, the chest of drawers will not kill you. It will not crush you. It will not destroy you. And nothing shall by any means hurt Chris or Karen or anyone else. I thank you in the name of Jesus. We connect with this revelation from the Holy Spirit. By a point of contact, we connect with a revelation from the Holy Spirit and declare that we are all shielded and protected and blessed. We shall be a blessing to others. We shall heal the sick. We shall set the captives free. And through us, the church of Jesus, God will be mag magnified and souls will come into God's kingdom. By the faith of the living God, I call it done. In Jesus' 
matchless name. And God's people who agree, shout out to God and amen and amen and amen. Give God praise in the house. Give God praise in the house. Give God praise. Somebody, come on, give God praise. You're going to do it now, not later. All around the world, let's give God praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Bible tells us, shout unto God with a voice of triumph. Clap your hands, all ye people. Clap your hands, all ye people, and shout unto God with a voice of triumph. Hallelujah. If your team scored the goal and won, hallelujah, the touchdown and won Super Bowl, you would be shouting much louder than this. Hallelujah. If your team won World Cup soccer, you'll be shouting much louder than this. Come on, give it to Jesus. Somebody give it to Jesus. I didn't say it, but the Bible said it. The Bible said, clap your hands, all ye people. The Bible says, shout unto God with a voice of triumph. I know that the mask is in the way, but do your best. <laughs> oh, glory! Hallelujah. 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 We are on the winning side. I am on the winning side. Hallelujah. God bless you all. Amen. 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 Let's be seated in the presence of God and everybody around the world in your homes who are already seated. God bless you. This is World Missions Ministries. I'm Pastor Anthony Turkson. This is our first service of the year 2020. Amen. And for us, the word that is guiding our ministry, covering our ministry this year, that's our theme is multiplication and elevation. Multiplication and what? Elevation. Hallelujah. You know, the Lord says to put up the vision. It's like everybody has a goal for their life, their personal life, or your calling. Uh, the gifts and callings of God are without change of mind. They are without repentance. God gives you gifts that you may use the gifts. The gifts may make room for you. Amen. Uh, companies have visions. They have a mission. Everybody has a goal. Our God is a God of purpose. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested. God is a God of purpose. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested. That he may destroy the works of the devil. God is a God of purpose. And whatever purpose or assignment or mission God has, God fulfills. He said, my word will go out. In Isaiah 55, and fulfill the purpose for which I sent it. Amen. The guiding vision, mission, theme, 
purpose of God for a particular branch of Zion in the body of Christ for our ministry for this year is multiplication and elevation. Amen. And I want to show that to you in the word of God. So my title is God will multiply you. God will multiply and elevate you. Those two, multiplication and elevation. I put the two together and I titled today's message, God will multiply and elevate you. Amen. That's something God's going to do. Now let's look into the Bible and see how God does it. We're going to see, for example, to see how he does it, we want to see if he's done it before. And when he did it, how did he do it? According to scripture, not according to my personal experience or your personal experience. We don't live by experiences. Thank God for testimonies. Thank God for your experiences. We don't live by experiences. Because if you live by experience, what if somebody has a negative experience? Are you going to then subject yourself to the expectation of that negative experience happening in your life? Of course not. That should not be. We live by faith. Amen. And we walk by faith as the righteous ones of God. Tell me, how do we get faith? According to Romans 10, 17, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Amen. So faith comes through the word of God and we live by faith. And that means we live by the word. We don't live by feelings. We don't walk by sight, by Hear it by our senses, physical senses. We don't let our physical senses rule us and determine what we're going to do and conclude for us the finality of our lives. No, it is the word of God that gives us the conclusion. The outcome of your life is in the word. The outcome of your life is not what a boss told you. This is what's going to happen to you. You never get promoted or you never this or that. Or a teacher told a child, you know, you're never going to amount to anything. Somebody in the family said to a child, that, that person's word is not final. Amen. Or some wizard or witch who's threatening you because you have brought a crusade into their town and Satan is scared that people are going to get saved. So Satan's trying to put up a smoke screen and get you to be fearful. So Satan brings this uh, shaman or witch doctor or wizard or a Wiccan or a Satanist or whatever. And people have a right to believe whatever they want to believe. Fine, I'm not criticizing them. But what I'm saying in context is if that person comes to oppose a crusade that I'm doing or a meeting to, to preach the gospel, to heal the sick, to deliver the oppressed, to encourage people, to help people, which is a good thing, which is a positive thing. And somebody is opposing that, using their spiritual belief, regardless of what it is. Well, I come against that in the name of Jesus, and I'm declaring that that will fail. This year, whatever mission and purpose God has given to you, you will fulfill it. Praise God. 
mission, whether it is, it has to do with getting people born again, healed, delivered, encouraged, built up. And that's part of our spiritual work and ministry. Amen. But we know that God made us three in one. We are spirit beings who live in bodies and we have a soul. So that means God, and as I pray that from 1 Thessalonians 5.23 for you, that means that God is interested in your spirit, your soul, and your body. This is a part of a problem that we have sometimes the body of Christ. You have a preacher who focuses only on your spiritual life and then criticizes others who add your soul and your body. When in fact, 1 Thessalonians 5.23 tells us, and I pray that for you, that the very God of peace, the word peace in the Hebrew is shalom, the very God of shalom, of peace, that is a state where nothing is missing, nothing is broken, everything is complete and tight and whole as God ordained it, that God, very God of peace, will set you apart, will sanctify you for his dwelling, not for the enemy, but for his dwelling. Are you with me? And he talk, God talks about your whole spirit and soul and body. So when God looks at you, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. All right. So, all right. Thank you. Thank you. We thank you, Lord, for helping us. And thank you, everyone. Helping us get this restored. Thank you, online church, for your patience. Okay, we're going to go to First Thessalonians five twenty three. I believe that was my last thought. Uh, all right, last scripture. Praise God. Seriously. Hallelujah. All right, can somebody check on the, uh, okay, praise God. On their device, you can see me on your phone, you can hear me all right? We're good? On the phone? Okay, great. All right, thank you, thank you. Okay, Woo. hallelujah. Yes, praise the Lord, <laughs> hallelujah. Amen, amen, amen. <laughs> Ah, to God be glory. The devil is defeated. He's a liar. First Thessalonians 5 and 23, I believe, uh, is where I was in the spirit and I was ministering by the spirit. I was at that point. So I'm just going to read it. Just read it and let the Holy Spirit help. Put us back where we need to be. Thank you. Praise the Lord. First Thessalonians 5.23. And the very God of peace. So peace uh, is shalom. All right. Sanctify you holy. And you see it's a W. W-H-O-L-L-Y. So that's entire or complete, right? Amen. 
Okay, so praise God. All right, amen. So let me just do this. Uh, forgive me for doing this to you. Uh, if you can hear me now, there's no need to text me because I'm preaching and I know some of you have me and Pastor Meg on your phone together. So when you send him a, send her a text, it's coming to me and my phone keeps beeping. So if we are good, we're good. No need to praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Text. Amen. Text, you know, which is we're good. Let's just praise the Lord. Amen. No text. Let's let's go to the text of scripture. Thank you. Uh, forgive me for doing that to you, but it was, it's a bit distracting for me. That's why. Thank you. First Thessalonians 5.23, And the very God of peace, which is shalom, sanctify. You know the word holy? H-O-L-Y, holy, to be holy. It's actually the same as sanctify. Holy is the same. Uh, what he means is Separate. To make holy means to separate. When you separate, so think about when you separate something, that means you're going to have at least two groups. Right? It was over here, and you separated it from that group, and now it's by itself. All right, so when you sanctify, when God sanctifies or God makes holy, just get this. What it actually just means is that it's separate. All right? Are you with me? It means separate. God has separated you. It doesn't mean you're perfect. It just means you're separate. This is something the church hasn't gotten right. So we have all kinds of, you know, bad teachings and confusion. Then they make laws, uh, for example, for women. Uh, they say you, you're... you're uh, you, Remember this, it wasn't a joke, it actually happened. They would measure, they would tell the women some time back the length of their, their dress, uh, you know, they would measure it, they put a Bible on the ground, you stand be, be, beside, beside it, they put the Bible beside you, and where the, the Bible cuts off the height, that is where your skirt or whatever dress you wear and has to go that low. You know, now, that is ridiculous. But that happened. There's some churches where they say that to be holy meant that you have to dress that way. That's not holiness. Of course, I'm not suggesting that to go to church, you have to dress like you're at the beach. You know, because people dress the way they dress at the beach because of what they're going to do at the beach. Yeah? If you're going to get in the water, obviously you don't want to be wearing a coat, right? No, maybe you don't think so, right? <laughs> Praise the Lord. You don't like my example? Okay, let's, let's move on. Holiness means separation. That's it. It doesn't mean perfection. Amen? It means separation. So watch this. The very God of peace 
sanctify, separate, set apart your whole set up, sanctify you completely, entirely. And I pray, God, your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved, blameless, unto the coming of the Lord Jesus. Here's my question to everybody online, everybody in the church. How many parts of you are mentioned in verse 23? After he says, I pray that God will sanctify you wholly, whole, the whole thing, holistically, completely. He says, your whole what? Spirit, counter for me, and, and means plus. So you don't stop at spirit. And go on, what's the next word? Soul, that's number two, yes. And body, that's three. God wants to preserve your spirit, your soul, and your body. Christianity must not be focused on your spirit only. Yes, it must start from your spirit, flow into your soul and your body, or from your spirit, cover your soul and your body. Amen. But please don't make the mistake of living your Christian life like God only cares about me on Sunday. Or whatever day in your mind you think is a spiritual day. Or my spiritual life only. Because I'm interested in my prayer life and my Bible study life. No, he's interested in your prayer life and your Bible study. But God's interested in your soul, the preservation of your soul as well. And your body. Everybody with me, let's learn the word, live by the word. After I teach you this, you're going to hear another preacher just like me. Online or anywhere telling you all that matters is your spirit. Every Christian on all these pastors talking about your soul and your body, that's not necessary. God's not about that. God is spirit and all who worship him must worship him. And you're going to hear people respond in spirit and truth. They're going to clap and you all forget that God has already said he wants to preserve your spirit, your soul, and your body. Hello? We live by the word of God. Let me give you another scripture. Go to Hebrews 4 and verse 12. And we'll wait for you to catch up online. Hebrews 4 and verse 12. When you find it, say amen. If you're online, I can't hear you, but you can still just say amen. <laughs> Praise God. So you just keep yourself coming along. All right, Hebrews 4 and verse 12. Are we there? Okay. Hebrews 4 and verse 12. For the word of God is quick. The word quick here means alive. He has quickened us through Christ. That is, he has made us alive. So quick means alive. It's used here and in other parts of the scriptures like an old English word, actually. You know, in the old English word, meaning of quick in this particular context, is alive. For example, you have the quick and the dead. I mean, you think about it in the context. Quick and the dead. 
The opposite of dead is alive. So quick there will be alive, the alive and the dead. The Holy Spirit quickens our mortal body or makes alive our mortal body. So the word quick here means alive or living. Alive, living. In fact, some morning versions will say alive. Let me ask in the sanctuary, does anybody have alive or living in your Bible? Say amen. Okay. Thank you, man. God bless you. Oh, forgive me. Is Emmanuel? Because of the mask, I can't see. So forgive me if I call the wrong name. Is that Imani? All right. Thank you. Okay. All right. So Hebrews 4, is it 12? 12, right? For the word of God is alive or living, quick. And obviously it's also quick though, it's fast. Because this is the word is light and the light shines in the darkness and the darkness cannot catch up. You know, spiritually can't catch up. Just like light travels fast in the natural, so it is with the word of God. The word of God is also fast. Amen. Hallelujah. God sends his word, and his word heals his people, and it can be like that, instantaneous, just like that. Amen. As a revelation comes to you in your spirit, and boom, you have your healing. Boom, you have your deliverance, just like that. Amen. There's this lady who had cancer, and as she's listening to the word of God, a scripture that does not even talk about cancer from Matthew, 5, Matthew 15. And there the Lord said that every tree that the Lord has not planted, the Lord will uproot. And as she's listening, what the Spirit reveals to her is that the cancer in her body is like a tree that's growing. You know, the cancer is growing. But God did not plant it. So God will uproot it. And just like that. Just like that. Now, she, she was healed. She, and she'd been suffering. For a period of time. But just like that. In a moment. She was healed. So you have to understand this. You can be struggling or dealing with something for so long. And the devil tells you. Well it's gone on for so long. You've lived with it. So continue to live with it. But I've come to tell you that this year. You have left sickness behind. Because the light of his glory in you. Is so fast. Sickness cannot catch up. You mount up with wings as the mighty eagle. And the sick cannot come to the heights. That you are soaring at. We are elevated by the Lord. We are seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. And the enemy cannot come. Because where we are seated. We are far above. We are not above. The Bible doesn't say we are above. The Bible says we are far above. All principality. All power. All might. Amen. So in just one moment. Just one moment. It was like, boom, the cancer is a tree I did not plant. And she was like, thank you, Jesus. And that was it. Healed instantly. 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 Verified by the doctors. Amen. Same as somebody was given devotionals. The devotionals I send out every day. For two days in a row, the Spirit of the Lord tells me to, you know, usually in the devotionals, at some point at the end, I'll put a prayer by the Spirit. Well, that particular week, back to back, the Spirit of the Lord says, rebuke the spirit of cancer. 
So I do that and I put, I actually write the prayer. You know, some prayers are written in the Bible, right? Okay, well, in this case, it's just a devotional. So it comes by the Spirit and I write it two days in a row. One of the ministers in Florida sends it to somebody who has liver cancer. And the person, and tells the person, knows that the person had liver cancer. I didn't know. And that, that, I love that about God. So you can take the credit. He gets all the glory. I have no idea. All I know is he says, put this prayer down, send it up. So I just send it up. You know the Spirit is doing something. But I didn't know. So a minister in Florida, in our Florida assembly, sends it to somebody that they know has liver cancer. And says, the pastor put this out. This is for you. Read it. Meditate on it. And take it. Accept it. Receive it. It's yours. Receive it. You know, when somebody gives you a gift, you receive it, right? This is unknown to me. And the person receives it. And what happens? The liver cancer vanishes. And the doctor said, well, this is not supposed to be. <laughs> The doctor who knew that the cancer was there and verifies the cancer is gone says, but this is not supposed to be. Well, in the natural, it's not supposed to be that way. But the Lord had moved. A very God of peace, remember in 1 Thessalonians 5, set her body apart for God. God was saying, your body is not for cancer. I did not make your heart for this. I did not make your liver for cancer. I did not make your body. Do you understand? Healing is like that. God is saying you are his temple. Are you understanding me? Holiness just means I set you apart that I may use you. I may dwell there. Sickness cannot have you. Satan cannot dwell there. That is what holiness means. Holiness is not you're a perfect human being. No, we, we, just, we got it wrong. Holiness means it is set apart for God's use. Your body is not for sin. Your body is not for sickness. Your body is not for satanic oppression. Do you understand me? That is why the Bible says God was with Jesus. You with me? Come with me. God was with Jesus. In Acts 10, 38. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power that he went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil, oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. Healing all who were oppressed of the devil. That means sickness is an oppression of the devil in God's mind, in God's view. I know in today's world you have to apologize for everything you say. But according to God, when somebody is sick, it is an oppression of the devil. It is the devil trying to stop you from doing something God wants you to do. From enjoying what God gave you to enjoy. From, at, at least for being addressed. Satan doesn't want you to be addressed. Be at peace. Be at ease. So he gives you dis-ease. So you are not at ease. You are diseased. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power that he went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil for God was with him. Is God still the same? Yes. He doesn't change, so he still heals. There are even some churches that say that miracles stop when the apostles died. That is one of the most ridiculous things I've ever heard. 
I see it is an apostle who works a miracle. Not a problem you all have, some people have. They value humans more than God. They respect humans more than God. You say that apostles heal the sick and not Jesus. And so when the apostles died, they say healing stopped. Well, healing did not start with the apostles. In the Old Testament, there was no apostle, yet God was healing people. Come on, people. Are you learning? Am I teaching you something? Yes. If you say healing stopped when the apostles died, that suggests that healing began with the apostle. But in the Bible, in the Old Testament, there was no apostle. The ministry of the apostle began in the New Testament. Tell me this. There are 12 apostles of there. Come on, people. You read up this Bible? There are 12 apostles of there. 12 apostles of who? Who had 12 apostles? Jesus. Why, why are you timid? This is 2022. Don't be timid anymore. You have a spirit of boldness. I prayed for you today. You don't have a spirit of fear. You have a spirit of love, of power, and a sound mind. Be bold. And also in the natural, I taught you this. When I was probably 31 or something like that, I met with this millionaire, asked me some questions, and, and I told, told you my testimony. I told him, uh, it can't be this, can't be this. You know what he told me? He said, don't tell me what it can't be. I didn't ask you what it can be. I asked your opinion. What do you think this is? Tell me what it is. Even if you're wrong, you're wrong. But at least you told me what you think. I didn't ask you what it is not. Great champions who excel in life don't become champions doing whatever they're doing, expecting to fail. Come on, people. If you're not going to be bold in church, where are you going to be bold when you meet the devil and you're by yourself? Be bold. It's a very simple thing. There are 12 apostles of who? Everybody knows that if you're born again. So you are not answering because you were fearful. You were afraid you make a mistake. Are you getting me? I'm trying to get you to shift. There has to be a paradigm shifting in your spirit, in your soul. Even if you're wrong, I'm wrong, so what? Haven't you met somebody who was wrong? Every human being is imperfect. So I'm wrong, so I'm wrong. You correct me, we move on. Hello? Come on, learn something today. Let's go. Let's get better. Let's move on. Let's grow. Praise God. Come to church next week. I'll repeat this question. The 12 apostles of there. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> of the Lord Jesus, right? Okay. In the Bible, the word is of the Lamb. Amen. Praise God. Determined to read your Bible this year. Read this book. This is your life. Don't be a Christian just in name. You got to know that manual. You got to know that manual that governs marriage. You got to know that manual that governs relationships. You got to know that manual that governs healing. You got to know that manual. This is the Bible that governs every aspect of Christian life. For example, I just taught you that God sanctifies or separates your spirit, your soul, and your body. God doesn't want you to be spiritually strong, but mentally weak. The exercise we just did, and maybe it made you uncomfortable or whatever, I'm not on my point, but 
It is to get you from being mentally, stop you from being mentally weak. That is what that millennial was teaching me. What is this? I asked you, what do you think? And honestly, I don't want to make a mistake. I don't want to appear foolish. But actually, what I didn't want is what happened. Because he was operating from a level where I was behaving foolishly. And in my thinking, I don't want to be foolish. But the way I was behaving in his level, it was, it was foolish. He said, I didn't ask you to tell me what it's not. I said, what do you think this is? And he said, even if you are wrong, so you're wrong. You will learn. Amen? Okay. So we learn today. The word of God, Hebrews 4, look at Hebrews 4 again, verse 12. The word of God is alive and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. All right, let's do this. Any two-edged sword here, there's a comparison between God's word and what? Other weapons. We good? Okay, let's do it again. For the word of God is alive, living, quick, powerful, powerful, and sharper. Sharper. Right there, if it's a sharper, if you are in English class, and the teacher said, this is sharper, sharper, what would be like the next word? Sharper than. So you are comparing it to something else. It is sharper than some other thing. Now here in the context, it's the word of God is sharper than what? Any. Any, any two-edged sword. At the time he's writing, the weapon that they use mostly for war, the major weapon they use mostly for war is what? Sword. So what he's saying is that whatever weapon there is out there, the word of God is more powerful than it. Amen. That means from this year, from this message, as you hear and as you meditate on it, you're going to stop checking online and listening to messages and going to church meetings where they teach you about other weapons instead of God's word. Some of you follow people who teach you about weapons that are like ancestral spirits, thrones in your family. You got to do spiritual mapping or you got to deal with this. And the whole sermon for 55 minutes deals with the weapons of the devil. And then five minutes is allocated to God's weapons. In your mind, you're going to be weak. You're going to be weak-minded. Even though you went to church and you were spiritual. But God wanted to sanctify your whole spirit as well as your soul, that's your mind and your emotions and your will and your body. But if you give 55 minutes of your mind to teachings about Satan's weapons and only five minutes about teachings about God's weapon, you will be mentally weak. Come on, people. Why? Because the Bible says your transformation, watch this, your transformation, your change comes by the renewing of your mind. 
We quote these scriptures, but we don't apply them. We listen to negative things, negative, 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 and then you think all of a sudden you are powerful to fight back. No, mentally you feel weak. That's why God says, I'll write my laws on your spirit and on your mind. Romans 12, 3. No, 12, 2. Yes? Uh, I'm not down with Hebrews. Let me just go and verify. So I'll make sure I give the right one. But Romans 12, I think, verse 2. Okay, where's Romans? Romans 12, 2. And be not conformed to the world. He's talking to believers. You're born again in your spirit, but you can still live in conformity to the world and the world's ways. You live born again in your spirit, but you're a prisoner mentally. You're a prisoner emotionally. Given your will, you just give it to the enemy. Who tells you that he's more powerful than you when in fact he is defeated and he'll flee from you if you submit to the word of God <laughs> submit to God's grace the word of his grace that his power is greater greater is he who is in you than he that is in the world and you say let the greater one do the work for me like David said to Goliath I know you are a giant I know you Goliath but I come against you in the name of the Lord God of hosts. I don't come against you as David. I call upon the Lord God of hosts. And the moment David did that, what's his name I'm talking about? What's the giant? Goliath senses a change in the warfare. He senses a change in the spirit realm. The dynamics change. The mood change. The atmosphere change. Something changes in the spirit realm. And the man feels it. The man senses it. He's like, wait, wait a minute. The battle changed from swords to spiritual power. And without meeting with a committee, without checking on his nose, Immediately, Goliath did what? Goliath, who had by himself been bellowing for one month daily, telling the Israelites, the army, chicken, 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 chicken. I'll eat you for breakfast. I'm the champion of the Philistines. Ho, 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 ho. 30 days, every day. Saying he is some, he is a big guy. I'm a big guy, bigger than Shaquille O'Neal. I'll eat you out. He's doing this for 30 days. Then all of a sudden, a Christian says, I come against you in the matchless name of Jesus. And Satan senses he's no longer dealing with a person. He's dealing with Jesus Christ. Yes. David had the presence of mind to call on the Lord. He was a Jew just like King Saul and all the soldiers. Weren't they Jewish people? Didn't they have Jehovah as their Jehovah? When they all had, you know, didn't they all have the law of Moses? So they were just as spiritual as, what's his name, David. What was the difference? David was transformed in his thinking, in his mentality, in his soul. His soul was set apart. Some of you, your spirit is set apart, but your mind, oh Lord Jesus, help you. Today, determine. That this year, this mind of mine 
be given over to the word of God. If it's not God's word, I refuse to think it one more second. You say, devil, you will not rent space in my mind. You will not occupy space in my thoughts. Tell him that. So David says, I come against you in the name of the Lord God of hosts. And David says, listen, in 1 Samuel 17, I think 45, David says, whose armies you have defied? So David realized, yes, he defied the army. The army knew that it had been disrespected, defied. Sometimes people want to defy you, disrespect you, call you names. The N word, the A, B word. Okay, I'll stop right. But you get my point. You know, they use all kinds of things. This is what you have to do. And I keep telling you and teaching you this. Don't wait for people to value you. You have to know that you are created in the image and the likeness of God. As he is, so are we in this world. I'm a child of the living God. I'm a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, chosen to show forth the excellences, the virtues of the living God. And this year, I'll add the faith that I have virtue. Not just say I have faith, but I add virtue to it and show forth the excellence of the living God. I don't wait for you to tell me that I'm somebody. I know who I am. And who I am is not because I'm black or brown or blue or yellow or white or anything. It's because I'm a child of the living God. Come on, give praise to God, somebody. I'm born again. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And it comes from the changing of your mind. Let's finish the scripture, please. Romans 12 and verse 2. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed. Transformed. Changed. How? Finish it for me. How? By the renewing. Renewing of your spirit? No. Renewing of your body? No. Looking good, physically is good. <laughs> but the transformation does not come outwardly. It comes inwardly, from the inside out. Got to be good inside. You got to acknowledge every good thing that is inside you in Christ Jesus. Acknowledge every good thing that is in you in Christ Jesus. I'm the head, not the tail. I'm above, not beneath. I am raised up with Christ. Seated in heavenly places. I am elevated. I don't wait for you to try to assure me that I'm somebody. No, 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 no. I know who I am. That's what people in America need to know. It's a big, big problem in America. Waiting for people to value you. And accept you. It's been 400 years and more. They will not do it. It's never going to happen. When I teach these things and I say things like that, people are like, oh, it's negative. You can't be negative. Why? Haven't you read the end of the book? Read the end of the book, the book of Revelation. You still see the oppression of the poor by the merchants of this world. And God is going to destroy them. They're going to lose all their wealth in one hour. It's in the book of Revelation. Read it. I have read it. 
Your glory comes from God. Don't wait for a person to get you, give you your glory. You see, you're not understanding things if you, if you look at the way the world works and waits for the world to change, to accept one another. For example, peace. The world cannot produce the kind of peace that we need. Jesus is the Prince of Peace. It is Jesus that will give us world peace. The United Nations cannot do it. But they will do their stuff, and I'm not criticizing them, let them do their stuff. But you have to understand that peace will come from Jesus. And this year, your peace will be multiplied. Yes, I'll show you the scripture in a moment. Your grace will also be multiplied. Let's finish this. Romans 12, 3. Be not conformed to this world, but be you transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove... What is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God? The transformation of your mind helps you walk in the perfect will of God for your life. But if your mind is not changing, you walk short of your glory. Short of the, you come short of the glory of God. You walk short of the, of the will of God for your life. When Goliath came against the Israelites, the will of God for the Israelites was that they would get victory over the Philistines. That was God's will. That was God's will. But that will never came to pass until somebody came whose spirit was for God, just like the other people too, their spirit was for God, but his mind had been transformed. And that was David. His mind had been changed by the word of God. So he called on the name of the Lord. And when he called on the name of the Lord, immediately Goliath senses a change. How do we know that? When you read the story, it says, Goliath, who for 30 days had been talking about his own power, stops and he calls on his gods. Mr. Oscar, that's powerful. That statement is powerful. Somebody who had been walking in his own strength and talking about how big he is suddenly realizes, no, I need some more, something more. And it says, Goliath now starts to curse David in the name of his gods. One of the biggest, in fact, the biggest god of the Philistines was called Egon. And God decapitated Egon. You know, they would carry the God, they worship, they put the God up on a pedestal. They came one day, the, the God had been struck down. They picked their God up and put it up. Any God that you have to pop up <laughs> and defend is not worth worshiping. They put it up. They came back the next day, God cut off his hands. The hands got cut off, put it back again. People are, but people are not very wise <laughs> when they don't have Christ, when they have God, when they have God's ways of doing things. They put it up. God cut off the feet, telling them, hence, it cannot do, it cannot perform. Cut off the hands, it can't perform. Cut off the feet, it can't walk, it can't help you. It cannot lead you. Finally, they put it up, they came back the next day, God cut off the head. That was Dagon. 
Goliath started calling on those gods. There are people who use their gods against you this year. They call on whatever at work against you. But God has already silenced them. Amen. You know, I was meditating on a vision that God showed me. We prayed about it. I prayed, and then we, I, I put it out on 31st night, New Year's Eve. We prayed about it. It's done. It's settled. But I was meditating on it. And the Lord showed me something that excited me. This is the vision, two of them. There was somebody who was uh, giving, uh, was, was called upon to give a commencement speech at a college. And it's a big deal. There are people who opposed it, their voices were silenced. And God's child, that person was a believer, still got give the speech. It's a commencement address. Then another person, it's a different person, was also uh, giving uh, a contract as a speaker. But this was like, it was not a Christian program. But it was going to be a speaker, and they were going to be paid for it. But it was going to give the person uh, exposure. And from there, there were going to be other contracts and other opportunities where the person was going to influence others. God was going to give them a platform. They're going to use God's wisdom. They're not going to preach like I preach. This is my job. This is my calling. They are not a pastor. So they're not going to turn, say, turn to the Bible, but they're still going to use biblical wisdom to influence people. And Satan wanted to stop that. So used the person's own inner circle, some of their colleagues who were envious of their progress and their elevation to try to stop the person. Yet God still gave them that opportunity. And that speaking engagement also came with you know, some good money. You know, um, I, I wouldn't measure the amount. It's not necessary. But anyway, so I'm meditating on it after all this prayer, and I'm just meditating on it. And the Lord shows me something that those two cases, because I was wondering to myself, wow, there are two cases. It all has to do with speaking. And the Lord showed me this. And it relates to the theme, the vision that we have to put up for our ministry this year. Multiplication and elevation. He says it has to do with this. So I'm thinking about it. And the Lord says to me, when I talk about multiplication, what other words... What other things come to mind? Words like synonyms. What are the like similar? What is similar to that comes to mind? You know, multiply, increase, replenish. You know, I taught you that from Genesis because in Genesis God said, "Be fruitful, multiply, and replenish." Right? That's the Bible. Genesis one twenty-eight. Be fruitful. 
Isn't that increase? R2, this, that's productivity, isn't it? Then God says multiply, which is part of the word that we have for this year, multiplication. So it's biblical. What God said we'll have this year, multiplication and elevation, is biblical. God has already done it before. How do we know? When he first created us in Genesis 1, in verse 28, this is the blessing he spoke on us. He said to you, to mankind, that is male and female, women included, not just the men. He said, be fruitful, multiply, replenish, free. And all of them, you have to see that there's no scarcity, there's no lack, there's no debt, there, I mean, there's no indebtedness. You are overflowing. Don't you see it? Fruitful, productive. Multiply. <laughs> Replenish, restock, recharge, refresh, renew, rebuild. Look at God. So he's asking me the multiplication. What brings, to, what, what are the things that come to your mind? Like what words? You know, God will deal with you the way you are. So for me it was like, what, what are the words? And the, the moment he said, what other words come to mind? I thought about synonyms. I was like, okay, multiplication. That's, that's like augmentation. You know, that is like amplification. And the moment I said amplification, you know what hit me next? Oh, that is why the people had to speak. My voice is amplified by the instruments. You see what a hard time I had, I had trying to preach a minister when the sound went out, when I lost my amplification. And today of all days, look at the warfare we had, a warfare against the amplification of my voice. The two people were to speak. Their voice was to go out. This year, may your voice be amplified. From that one gig that the person was going to have and be paid like $250,000, from that one speaking gig, from that, their voice was going to be amplified because some people were going to see it and register and they'll go, oh, I need this person for, to speak at this event. I need that. God showed me that the warfare was against the theme for the year, the amplification of your voice. This year, nothing will stop you. Nothing will stop you. Amen. How did God elevate us? How did God multiply us? In Genesis 1, I said I'll teach you how, how he did it. In Genesis 1, he's already done it before. He blessed man. He spoke over man. He spoke over woman. And he said, you be fruitful. Amen. Amen. 
Let's go to it. Genesis 1. So you see it for yourself. Verse 28, please. So how does God multiply you and elevate you? This is our year of multiplication and elevation. How do, and, and the title is God will multiply you. God will multiply and elevate you. How does God do it? How does he do it? That's the question. Let's see how the answer, how he does it. So that we will copy it. We will imitate God. What's the scripture for that? Be ye imitators of your father. Amen? Okay. Walk as Jesus walked. Amen. Okay, so how did God do it? Genesis 1, I give you verse 28. Do we have that? Verse 28? All right, you should have that on your screen if you don't have a Bible. Let's look at Genesis 1, 28. And God blessed them. Them here is male and female, by the way. Amen? Do you know that in Satan's way of doing things, females have been excluded from this? Largely, around the world, females have been excluded from dominion. Females have been excluded from elevation. In most things, males are elevated, not females. And females are struggling to get there. Maybe you don't agree, but anyway, that's how I see it. But in God's book and God's way, females have been elevated by God. In Christ. Even in the Jewish culture, that was dominated by males. Was male dominated. God came in the flesh. If you want to know how God operates, look at Jesus. He actually came. I mean, he was manifested. He came. So we have no, we have no excuse to say we don't know what God thinks. Or how God. He actually says, I'm no longer only up there. He came. God was manifest in the flesh. And when he came, he embraced women. There were women in his ministry. Do you know the first person who preached the resurrection of Jesus Christ was a female? <laughs> it was a male. In fact, the guy said, we don't even believe. And as what most guys would do, they'd be, they'd be like, they were like, oh, that's just women. Women talk. That's just women talk. When the women came and said, he is risen, they're like, oh, they brushed, brushed her off. That's just women talk. And they said, we don't believe. And Mary said, no, 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 no. Uh, he's, he's not there. He's not there. You can go and check. He's, he's empty. And I actually saw him and he spoke to me. And they're like, ah, that's women. Now she's losing it. She's losing it. We don't believe. <laughs> the men did not believe. All right, Genesis 1.20. God blessed them and God said unto them, be fruitful. Please count for me. Everybody online in the church, count how many times God insisted that I want you to increase. How many different words? He said, let's go be fruitful. He commanded them, be fruitful. The same way God said, light be. God says, fruitful be. Come on. How did God multiply them? How did God elevate them? He did it by speaking it. 
Let there be light. In English, we say, let there be light. No, in the Hebrew, literally what it was is, light be. God commanded. You see, when you, in English you say, let there be, it sounds like you're asking for permission. You follow me? It wasn't permission. It was a command. In the New Testament, 2 Corinthians 4, we are told that God commanded light to shine out of darkness. He commanded. So it's light be. The same way he says, fruitful be. Be fruitful. Fruitfulness come. For example, a woman is married, the woman wants a child, and there's no child. I declare today, fruitfulness be. Conception come. In Jesus' name. You look in the Bible, sometimes there's some prophet, and God speaks through the prophet and says to the woman, next year by this time, you will have a child. I have done this before in my own life and ministry. So yes, I believe the Bible, I live by the Bible, but I've also said it. Said it. There's a couple in Florida. They had been married and for 13 years they didn't have a child. Somebody heard me on radio, came to our church in Florida, saw what God was doing and knew this couple, they were their friends, said to the couple, I'm going to take you, you need to come to see Pastor Turkson. He's going to pray for you, and you guys who conceive have a child. So we have an appointment, and I'm praying before the meeting. And God says, when they come, in this case, I don't want you to pray over them. I was like, wait a minute. They're coming for prayer. You don't want me? What? He says, I want you to speak to them. Just speak to them to go and have their child. That's what I want you to do. Bless them to go and have their child. Don't spend a whole lot of time praying. You know, I cut, I destroy, you know, I move, I call on Pladius and Orion. No, you're not going to call on anything. That's a joke. So, they come, they tell me everything. And you know, people have their own expectations and how they think it should be done. So after they talk, I said, I bless you, go and have your child. And they're sitting there looking at me, okay. Uh, is, there, is, there more, is there something more, you know, you, it's like what what we heard about you. <laughs> it's got there's got to be more than just this. <laughs> I said, well, that's what God said. Just I bless you. Go and have your child. Amen. In the matchless name of Jesus. Go. So they went and conceived and had a son. The beautiful thing about this, God be the glory. And that boy loves me. When, when I visit and he sees me, oh man, I'm, it makes me feel good. I'm like the star, you know. He just loves me. Anyway, the beautiful thing about this whole thing is, 
A little later on, maybe two years later, they wanted another child. They wanted a girl. So they came to me. And the beautiful thing I love about this is that they learned from the previous time. So anyway, again, I prayed. You know, sometimes God will change it. Other times he won't. I prayed beforehand, and God said, what I said the last time, you do the same. So this time when I said, go and have your child, they had smiles. They had smiles. I can, I can see the face again. And, and, and that mother is such a woman of faith now. It's amazing. A woman of the word. Because her experience that brought her a miracle, she learned that all it takes is the word. She learned that. And today, the way she functions is just the word. I, I, that's for me, that's a beautiful thing. It has been a transformation, and she lives by the word. As opposed to some people who are waiting for, to buy a piece of cloth or handkerchief from a, man, a pastor or get oil and all those gimmicks and things that some of you all out there follow. She lives by the word of God. Listen, gentlemen, you cannot be deceived if you live by the word. Amen. So they went and had a daughter. The husband has a son, looks like him. The wife has a daughter. And then maybe two years sometime later, they said, okay, now each of us has that. We want to break a tie. We want a third one. We want to break the tie. So I said, go on, you are blessed. And they have three children. Amen. If further is too far for you, right here, right here, who are the church of the brethren, a couple that I prayed for, and I said that day it came in my spirit to say the same thing Elisha the prophet said to a woman. Next year by this time, you will have a child. I mean, you know it takes nine months. Next year by this time, you have a child, and I will dedicate the child. It happened. After years of not being able to hold a child, they conceived, had a child, and I dedicated the child. Amen. Two weeks ago, I forgot what happened, what it was that happened. Why did he send me that? But that's the firstborn son sent me a picture of when I was dedicating him. He sent just two weeks ago. If he's listening, he knows himself. Yeah, send it to me. I forgot why. There was something, there was a, something that reminded, that provoked that. Send me a picture. I had hair. Oh, I look so good, you know. I didn't have a big tummy. <laughs> God be glory, man. So how did God give us Increase, augmentation, addition, amplification, make you bigger than you are. How? He spoke the blessing over us. When your voice is amplified, there's an instrument that makes your voice louder. When God amplifies you, God will make you bigger. I decree that this year, 
God will make you bigger, better, brighter, 10 times better than unbelievers who are competing with you. Receive it in Jesus' name. All right, let's finish Genesis 1, 28. And God blessed them, God said unto them, be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth. I asked you how many, how many words, different words are used there? There are what? Three, right? Everybody online, let's count them. The first one was what? Fruitful. What's another word for fruitful? Productive, yes? Will that do? Okay, fruitful. You'll not be barren. Next one, multiply. Ooh. Do you actually know that when he says multiply, the manifestation of the blessings will be greater and higher than when it's added? Yeah. This, is, this will be explosive. Praise God. Tell me this. When we add, let's say four, when you add four to four, what do you get? Eight. Now the same four, when you multiply four by four, what do you get? Sixteen. So multiply and add in this context, which one do you prefer? <laughs> May God multiply to you in Jesus' name. And then in the in this verse, what was the third word? Replenish. This year, I'll teach you why. We'll go into details as to why he said replenish. We'll learn. You know, restock, refill. Amen. And very simply, that's, that's just to help, especially the students here, the young people. Don't get bothered when you learn in school, in science, that the earth is older than 6,000 or 7,000 years. It's true. It's true. From Genesis, from Adam, you know, you know, Adam, you know, Abel, Cain and Abel, then we go on, you know, and then you have Seth, then we go on and we come to Abraham, then there's Isaac, then there's Jacob, then the Israelites, they are in Egypt, then they go into the, and the Bible is developing till Jesus came from the tribe of Judah, thank you, which is one of Jacob's sons, yes. The house of David. You know, that's how the Bible develops. Just to talk about redemption. Okay? From that perspective, we only have 6,000 years old, about. So from a spiritual perspective, we're only dealing with, as far as the redemption of mankind from the Garden of Eden, we only have like 6,000 plus years. That does not disagree with science. Science tells us the earth is very old. Very old. And science actually doesn't know whether it's like 3 billion years old. They used to say 3 billion. Recently, science just came out that it could be like 6 billion years old. Science doesn't even know. But all I'm saying to you is that the Bible actually tells us the soil, substance, material of the earth is older than 6,000 years. Are you with me? I will teach you in more detail. But at least... There's one word in the opening of the Bible about our lives that tells us there used to be something before Adam. If God says replenish, that means there used to be something and run out. But I, I've put you here so that you restart. Come on, people, you get it? Amen.
Amen. So we got three words. This year, you're going to be fruitful. This year, God's going to multiply you. This year, oh man, you never run out. And this is all biblical. God will take care of this in your spirit and your what? What's the other part of you? Your soul. And what's the other part? Your body. Let's go and fish that. Look at that in Hebrews 4, 12. The three parts of you. Hebrews 4, was it 12 where we were? The three parts of you. Remember we saw your whole part, your whole body, spirit, and soul in 1 Thessalonians 5.23. Now, the second scripture that supports it was Hebrews 4.12. For the word of God is alive and powerful and sharper than any two-word sword, any weapon that comes against you. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. No weapon. Please, I beg of you, turn off all the ministers who are telling you about the weapons in your background. Turn that stuff off. Delete that from your mind. Renew your mind and be transformed. We'll be learning some more things. I mean, they're telling you you need deliverance and you need... And so you have to go to a deliverance minister. I don't want to sound like I'm criticizing other clergy because I'm part of it. And I'll be I won't be happy if someone is criticizing me. But if you look in the word of God, you tell me, where in the Bible does it say that Jesus called somebody to be a deliverance minister? Where? Google it right now. It does not exist. Use your concordance. You're not going to see it. It's not in the Bible. Everybody help me with this. He that descended is the same that ascended, that he may fill all things, and he received gifts for men. And he has given, I'm now in Ephesians 4, to some he gave the ministry of the, I'm, I'm talking about fivefold ministry now, fivefold, fivefold ministry in Ephesians 4. To some he gave the ministry of apostle, and some prophets, and some evangelists, and some to be pastors, and some to be teachers. Five. Listen, Ephesians 4. He said he gave it for what? The perfecting of the saints. The one who died for us, ascended, received gifts for us, for the perfecting of the saints. He chose what will build you up. Why do we now say you need deliverance ministry to build you up? When he did not include it. Come on, people, I'm teaching you. Are you following this? He died. He rose up to receive gifts for men. This is a fulfillment of what David prophesied in Psalm 68. Amen. To receive gifts from men. Psalm 68 verse 18. To receive gifts from men. Now we see him in Ephesians 4. And the gifts he said. He gave some to be apostles. Some to be prophets. Some to be evangelists. Some to be pastors. Some to be teachers. For what? The perfecting of the saints. To build up the body of Christ. Christ. 
to do the work of ministry. The one who has called us, who died for us, said, I gave five. Why did we add the deliverance minister? It's not in the Bible. I know some of you online are having a problem with that because you're like, well, then why does he call himself deliverance? And why does he have this? And why does God, why does God still deliver people who go to their ministry? And why? We don't live by your experiences. We live by the word of God. We live by the word of God. You see, that's a problem you have. You're trying to accept things based on experiences, trying to accept things based on what you've seen, not on what the Bible says. The Bible does not say anything about the ministry of deliverance. There's no separate ministry of deliverance in the Bible. It does not exist. Not in the Bible. People do it, but it's not in the Bible. Pastor, are you saying there's no deliverance? Of course there's deliverance in the Bible, but there is no ministry of deliverance. There's a ministry of the apostle. There's a ministry of the prophet. There's a ministry of the evangelist. There's a ministry of the pastor. There's a ministry of the teacher. There's no ministry of the deliverance person. Again, people say, God, move my life, move my life. When you teach them word, they don't want to accept it. They, they'll go, want to argue about Something else. We're not here to look at what anybody thinks. We're here to, to learn what God says. Amen. And sometimes your deliverance will come simply by you taking God's word and the word set you free. I can back it up. I can back it up. You see, the spirit of the Lord is upon me for he has anointed me you tell me, he has anointed me to preach what? I don't want to say it. I want you to say it. To preach what? Deliverance to the captives. Deliverance comes through the preaching of the word. Deliverance doesn't come through oil plastered on you and cloth plastered on you and all that can make sense. Deliverance comes to the preaching and the teaching of the word of God. He sent his word and his word healed his people and delivered them from their distractions. If anything is destroying you, I come to tell you that in the name of the Lord Jesus, Christ the living word of God, who himself is sharper than any weapon that has come against you, now enters your spirit, now enters your soul and your body and marrow and heals you and delivers you. Done. Finish. Finish. Give him praise somebody. That's what he's saying to us in Hebrews 4.12. He says, for the word of God is what? Quick. That's Jesus. He's alive and he's more powerful and he's smarter and sharper and wiser than any weapon that is out there. No demon from the ocean, from your mother, great, great, not nothing shall by any means hurt you. Nothing. If God be for us, who? Who? But they've been telling you that the who's are bigger and the who's are stronger and you believe them. And so in your mind you were enslaved. And the, your mind becomes an open portal, the open door for them to enter your house and mess up. But one of these days, you get up and you say, you don't pay the mortgage, 
you don't pay the rent, open the window and you tell all of them. I want to say in French, how do you say in French, get out? Sorte! Out! Tell them, poverty out! Drug addiction out of my family! Successively, the men in our family going into jail, out! We will not raise our boys in prisons, out! <laughs> There's an anointing on this ministry. We don't visit the young people in this ministry in detention and in prison. We don't do that because they never go there. I got called to go minister to other people in other places because the kids end up, end up in detention. And a lot of it is not because there's some demons up. It's because they are sitting on the wrong teaching. They're sitting on the wrong teaching, believing the wrong thing. But I've come to tell you that this is your year to be lifted up. This is your year of elevation. He is raised you up. When he died and he was raised up, he raised you up. Death cannot hold you. The life of going to prison, in and out, in and out, that's death. You are not living, that's death. You have been resurrected from that. Oh, hallelujah. Struggling financially. That child, that cannot co complete that vocation. That cost, they, they're learning carpentry, masonry, or college, or whatever. Today, you are liberated. There's an anointing on this ministry that causes the young people to excel. We have proof of it, decades of it, and I speak excellent over you in Jesus' name. There's elevation, somebody receive it. You see, he said that the word of God in Hebrews 4, 12, Tell me how many areas, look at it, it enters, it penetrates, it works in. How many areas? One, two, three areas. Look at it. He says, the word of God is sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing. Don't you love the word that he chose? It will pierce. Woo, hallelujah. It will penetrate. Even to the separation, to the dividing asunder, Please begin to count the areas of what? Soul, that's one, yes. And spirit, that will be two, right? And three will be what? Joints and marrow. Your joints, where are they? Your body, your joints, that's in your body. Where's your marrow? That's also in your body where your blood is formed. So we can say the word can divide your soul and spirit. Something that is hard to do, God's word can separate. Ooh. Spirit, soul, and body. And the word is a discerner of the thoughts and the intentions of the heart. Today, the word of God has changed your thinking. And from today, you're not afraid to even make a mistake. If you make a mistake, you learn. But be positive. Think positively. Amen. You're running a race. You think, I'm going to win. 
You're competing, I'm going to win. One of the things I learned about America that I love, and you may disagree with America, but I'm telling you, this country has this beautiful spirit. They believe they're the best. The greatest country in the world. You know it's not true. It is, it is not true. But we believe it. I know it's hard. I know people get offended. Like I'm saying this is not true. But actually it is not true. <laughs> there are some countries nobody shoots anybody. So it's all relative. Nobody shoots kids in schools. In America people get shot in schools. So, so you can't say it's the greatest. It's just perspective. That's all. You understand? But I love that spirit. Whatever America is going to do, they are like, we're the best. We're the brightest. We are number one. Can you imagine you play baseball and you call it World Series? World Series. When they play baseball in Japan. That's right here, south of us. There's this country that we import baseball players. Some of the best baseball players, they come from the country next to uh, Haiti. It shares Hispanolia, what's the current name? Dominican Republic. Yeah, 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 yeah. Is that where you're from? Oh, man, God bless. What do they drink? Because there's some so good in baseball. Yet America is number one. Guess what I saw? How, how many here were born in Africa? Africa, okay. Guess what I saw? Have you heard NBA? NBA. Basketball, NBA. You, you guys want to ask a question? There is no response. Have you heard of NBA? Yes. It's not a true question. I'm going somewhere. NBA is what? National Basketball Association. National, right? National. What's the difference between national and international? National is just one country, isn't it? But NBA, they are world champions. Do you know NBA, basketball is played in other places too. But we're like, yeah, we're the best. <laughs> I, you have to have that spirit. It's an overcoming spirit. It's an indomitable spirit. It's a spirit that says, I cannot fail. I cannot lose. When you're doing something, be confident and be positive. We walk by faith. This year, the Lord will amplify you. May he make you bigger. It's not your strength. It is the Lord's power. Be strong in the Lord. In the power of his might. I hope I help you today. I said I hope I help you today. The Lord bless you. The Lord bless you. The Lord bless you. My final scripture is 2 Peter chapter 1. And then we pray. 2 Peter chapter 1. Thank you Lord Jesus. Well let me give you the exact verse so we can put it on the screen for you. 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 2 to verse 4. And this is a guidance scripture for our theme for the entire year. 2 Peter chapter 1, 
verse 2 to verse 4. We read this and then I pray and close the service. Second Peter chapter 1, excuse me, I'm sorry. Second Peter 1, 1, verse 2. Grace and peace. Please, everybody say grace and peace. Be what? Multiplied. Do you see this? This year, grace will be multiplied to you. Peace will be multiplied to you. Not from the UN, but from God. Not the United Nations, from God. It's not world peace. When they say peace, peace, then sudden destruction. This is the, the, the Lord's peace, the very God of peace makes you whole. In your spirit, in your soul, in your body, in your career, in your finances, you will be the head, a head and not the tail. Amen? Okay. Grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and Jesus our Lord. That's how it's multiplied. I said I'll teach you how God will do it. Well, he just told us how he's going to do it. How is he going to do it? He's going to multiply grace. Your multiplication will come through what? The knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. You're wondering, well, so how does it happen? He explained it in verses 3 and 4. According as it's his divine power, it's God's power that will do it, has given unto us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge, knowledge again. How does it come? Through the knowledge of him that has called us to glory and virtue. You've been called to what? Glory and virtue. You've not been called to poverty. You've not been called to fear. You've not been called to confusion. You've not been called to shame. You've not been called to sickness. You've not been called to negativity. You've been called to glory and excellence, virtue, power. Verse 4, finally, for that reason, to this end, for this purpose, by what means, whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, that by these you might be partakers of the divine nature. Having escaped, oh, we escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. You have escaped that sickness. That sentence of death that was on that woman, cancer. God gave her the word and uprooted cancer from her. She was healed. The another person, liver cancer, God gave her a word. She was healed. Today, according to verse 4, you have received what? Exceeding great and precious promises. That by these, these what? These exceeding great and precious promises. Here is my last question to you. Please answer this. Where do you find God's promises? Where? In his word. His word. So by the word, God multiplies you. By the word, you are lifted up. Just lift your hands with me to God. Let's lift our hands together to God. In the name of the Lord Jesus, just as God in Genesis 1 blessed humanity, 
saying, be fruitful and multiply. And God further, in addition, said in number six, this is how the ministers shall bless the people by saying, the Lord bless you. I stand as a minister of God under Jesus Christ and I bless you and I ask God to bless you as I bless you. The Lord bless you. May the Lord cause you to be fruitful and productive. You win every case. You win the contracts that God has ordained for you to have. You have the speaking engagement. Your voice will be amplified. Be fruitful. God give you increase. May God give you augmentation. Make you big. Increase you. Enlarge your coast. Enlarge your territory. May the anointing on your life become so big, so strong, so fat, spiritually fat, that it breaks every yoke. May you escape that disease that was pronounced on you. Escape it. Escape the corruption. Escape it in the name of Jesus. I bless you with health. I bless you with peace. I bless you with grace. God said I should bless you. And when I bless you, he will bless you. The power comes not from me, but from God. But the obedience comes from me as a minister. And so I ask God to bless your way this year. Today, as we partake of the communion of bread and wine, may a new and living way be made for you and blessed for you through the bread and through the wine that we will partake of together today. Whatever you have in your home, crackers, bread, grape juice, wine, in this prayer, I ask that the Lord will bless those emblems. Bless that bread or crackers that you have in your home and sanctified, separated, set it apart today for communion to represent, represent the body of Jesus and the blood of Jesus. According to Hebrews 10, through these two ways, a new way is made for you. And so, a new way of health be made for you this year. May you go from strength to strength. Every organ strengthened. Every organ strengthened. At dawn today, God revealed to me he was healing somebody of a heart condition. And I pray for that person. Put your hand on your heart right now. In the name of Jesus, heart be healed. Receive the blessing of healing. And now, generally, for all of us, we all have, even if you don't have a, a heart problem, we all have a heart. Let me use your heart as the core of your life. 
May the Lord bless the core of your life, the center of your life, the pumping station of your life, that which gives you energy, that which keeps you going and moving. And now by the anointing of God, may you be blessed, be propelled forward, move forward into this year. The Lord move you forward, advance you. May no unbeliever catch up who is competing with you. May no fisting, no one envying you be able to catch up. The Lord energize your spiritual heart and push you forward, advance you in the name of Jesus. You are blessed. You are blessed. You are blessed. Your whole spirit and soul and body be blessed. In the name of the Father, in the name of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, by the faith of God, I call it done. In Jesus' name. Yes, somebody said, I receive it. God bless you. Someone else say, I receive. Someone else say, I receive. And thank God for it. I heard somebody in the sanctuary. Somebody online say, I receive. And thank God for it. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Now, what I'd like you to do, everybody online, please go to your kitchen and get crackers or get the bread and get the grape juice. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I got it. Thank you. God bless you. All right. So get it. Get the grape juice. And I've already prayed over it, blessed it. So get it now. We'll just give you a minute. Some of you already have it right there with you. Our Florida church, you are with us today. You already know, so you're prepared. You have it. But let's give the other people a chance to go to their kitchen and get it. While we serve, while we come up right here in the sanctuary because of uh, what they call it, protocols, COVID protocols. Come and serve yourself. Just come and pick, pick while everybody online, they get in it. Praise God. All right. If you came with your wife, yes, do what Minister Oscar said. Just pick for your wife or your spouse, your husband. Praise God. God bless you. Amen. Praise God. What I'm about to say next is not very spiritual, but it's encouraging. You're all looking good. I see people coming up. You're all looking very good. It's like you're dressed for New Year. Amen. God bless you. All right, so please get it. And uh, we have to do that in the sanctuary. You have to get it yourself so we maintain... COVID protocols, still being separate, keeping your mask on, <laughs> amen, and staying apart, staying apart, praise God. Please don't touch people, please don't touch people, don't touch other people, all right, please, please. I want you to honor this so that I don't, it doesn't cut into the spirit, it doesn't cut into the flow. Sometimes when you have to stop to correct things or advise people, ask them to the flow. Let's all work together. Work together with me in the church, everybody. Don't hug anybody. No, it's New Year. No holy kiss. All right? Unless it's your spouse, your family member, you're from the same house. I know we're church members. We love one another. But please, let me just be in the spirit and do spiritual things. There's a time for everything. When it's time to preach, that's another time I have to remind you 
Don't hug people. Amen. I prayed that Minister Oscar and his wife will come back to church. Uh, they've all they've been with us. I've talked talk to him, and it, they've been they've been with us. Uh, and, but I prayed because we need him. We need his presence. So I prayed that he'd be able to come sometimes physically. And I was happy that he was able to come. Amen. Praise God. We love you. I appreciate you. Praise God. Amen. But I'll say this as a pastor and as a human being. I won't talk too much about it, but so that we'll learn and we'll remember. I was offended. And that's as a human being and also as a pastor. I was offended the day that came to church and people, I know you had missed them, but people were all over Deaconess Renee, hugging her. If you feel that I'm criticizing you, I'm not criticizing, I just want us to learn. It was not right to do that. So I prayed that we'll come back. They didn't say anything to me. But if I am the Deaconess, me, that's not her. I'm probably thinking to myself, don't compromise my body. Don't compromise my... Are you, are you understanding me? That day as a pastor, I was grieved. There's a time for everything, please. You are not the only person who loves them. Amen. All right, so let me be stay spiritual. But sometimes I have to do as a pastor and correct certain things. Because sometimes some of you are just too much. So this year, no drama. What I corrected last year, that's it. No drama. Amen. Praise the Lord. You don't like something, ask me. Talk to me. Don't text it online. No drama. Amen. Okay. So, now everybody online, we have had the opportunity to get your bread while I went off. <laughs> went off and dealt with my church. Amen. Do you all know that all the online services that look perfect, it's because they have taken care of all the issues. But human beings have issues. And every church has issues to be dealt with. So this is not the only place. So don't be crit critical of me. Pastor, why do you have to do this? Well, it's unfortunate. I don't do it every day, but sometimes you just have to do it. It's just unfortunate. All right? We all good? All right, so bring your mask and stay away from people. Thank you. Take the bread, please. First, I already blessed it. I already spoke over it. So don't eat it yet, but just take it. Hold it because we'll eat that first. And everybody online, we gave you an opportunity. I'm sure now you have your crackers, so you have the bread. Florida Church, please get a bread now. Serve everybody. Now listen to this. 1 Corinthians 11.23 says, For I have received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. Take the bread. He broke it. And said, take, eat. This is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Let's now eat with the knowledge of Christ, remembering him that his body was beaten, 
so that by his stripes we may what? Be healed. So let's eat the bread now for what? Healing. Amen. Let's eat. Hallelujah. Secondly, it is not just a bread only, but also wine. If you don't have wine in your house, I said get grape juice. So I'm sure you have the grape juice. And Florida Church, please have them served with the grape juice or the wine. Thank you. Thank you. So there are two things. According to Hebrews 10, 19, having therefore, brethren, boldness to enter into the holiest by the blood of Jesus, the wine represents the blood, by a new year. I just said new year just to get your attention. But it says by a new and living way, which he has consecrated for us through the veil, that is to say, his body. So the bread, that was his body. And the blood, there are two things. We ate the bread. It gives us a new way. So you have new things now for this year. We're also going to drink to a new way. Just like you drink at somebody's wedding or a toast to their happiness, to their joy. You're going to drink to joy, peace this year, health. Wish yourself good and expect good. And now I declare, as was received and delivered unto you, that the same night after the Lord had broken the bread, he took the cup and he said, this is the New Testament in my blood. Drink this as often as you do it in remembrance of me. So now, let's drink the wine together that represents the blood of Jesus which has made us righteous. Righteous. You are bold because you are righteous. Let's drink. Just pause for a moment. And in your own heart, before God, just think, what is that new thing I want? Just think about that. And thank God for it. It may be two or three things, it doesn't matter, that's your life. But before you go, before we end the service, I want you to think about that new thing. I have a new and living way. It's no longer dead. This is life. Life. I had communion. And this reminds me that Jesus gave me new life. I receive it for my spirit. I receive it for my soul. I receive it for my body. What is it? Think about it. Look at it. Hallelujah. The doctor give, will give you a new report. Yes. 
your boss will give you a new and a better report. The college will give you a new and a better report. The tuition is paid. You have scholarship. What's that new thing? You say, my mind now is excellent. I'm not depressed. I'm not confused. No more. I have the mind of Christ. Father, thank you for everything that everyone has in their heart and mind according to your word. By faith, we declare it done. I touch and agree with them that it's done. You said if any two agree touching anything, that according to your will, it shall be done for them. I agree with them. And by the faith of God, I declare it done in Jesus' name. And somebody said, Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Yes, hallelujah. Hallelujah. My final prayer is to anybody who has not been born again. If you are not giving your life to Jesus, wherever you are, this year, begin this year with life as a born again Christian, as a child of God. You are made righteous. And it's very simple. You believe with your heart and you say it with your mouth. That's it. Christ already died. Christ already was raised from the dead. I talked about it. He went to heaven. He received gifts for you. But you have to receive. You have to receive his forgiveness. You have to receive his love. Just receive it. And you do it by saying, Lord Jesus, I receive you as my Lord and Savior. Please do that wherever you are around the world. Say, Jesus, I receive you as my Lord, as my Savior. Go ahead. Yes, but what I said in your own words, say, Lord, I receive you as my Lord, I receive you as my Savior. I'm your child now, born again. Thank you. Thank you. This makes your sins are washed away. You're a child of God. This is the greatest miracle. Rejoice with you. Father, thank you for setting people free from the enemy, bringing them out of darkness into your light. Thank you for making them children of the living God. We thank you. We thank you, Father, for their lives. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen. For the Florida Church and our church here in uh, Clinton, Maryland headquarters, and all who support us online. This ministry has been a blessing to you. Please consider giving an offering to support the work of God in World Missions Ministries. Right there on your screen, you see right now three ways you can give. Three ways you can give. It's the first Sunday of the year. I like to encourage everybody to give in the sanctuary and also online. Everybody, please give. And let this giving be an opportunity for you to involve God in your finances. The Bible says that when one part is blessed, the rest, where you got what you gave to God from, the rest is also blessed. 
So this part that you're taking out of your finances to give to God causes a blessing on the rest of it. This is from the scriptures. All right, so let's all give. That's why I'm encouraging everybody to give. Amen. Today, even the sanctuary. And parents, give your children, even the little ones, give them something to give. You can give them a dollar. Just teach them to give. Just give them, let them give something to God themselves this year. You can give Vizel. The number is 571-234-2387. I repeat the number for Zell. This is Zell transfer. 571-234-2387. You can also give to World Missions Ministries online. Online via PayPal. And just two clicks. You just go to wmmchurch.org, wmmchurch.org. When you get there, click the donate button. You see a red donate button. Click on it, take you to PayPal, and give whatever you desire or choose to give. Finally, by mail, you can send a check to World Missions Ministries. The address is 6805. East Clinton Street, Clinton, Maryland, 20735, USA. I repeat, World Missions Ministries, 6805 East Clinton Street, Clinton, Maryland, 20735, and that USA. Thank you so much for your support of this ministry. Let me pray. Father, I ask that you bless God's people where they took the money from to give. Replenish. Restock for them. Fill it back up. Cause them to receive in this earth realm. Press down, shaking together, running over. In the name of Jesus, let their seeds grow and multiply. Elevate your people financially. Elevate them in their careers, their vocations, investments, enterprises, the works of their hands. Elevate them in every area of life. In the name of the Father, name of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. By the faith of God, I call this done in Jesus' name. You are blessed. You are blessed. You are blessed. Lord, receive our worship. The worship of tithes, offerings. The worship of first fruits. The worship of thanksgiving, offering. Whatever it may be for anyone, somebody. Lord, receive this worship through Jesus. In his name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. Praise God. So online, you can go ahead and give... Amen. Happy New Year, everybody around the world. Happy New Year. And in the sanctuary, Happy New Year to you. This ends our online service.